This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, April 28, 2013. I believe dot 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 and in the life everlasting. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. And I'm Alan Jones. I'm sorry I'm not there today for worship. I'm away on a chrysalis weekend, a weekend retreat for, with young men who are getting closer to Jesus and to one another as brothers in Christ. Please keep us in prayer, and I'll be thinking about and praying for you as well. I look forward to seeing you again next Sunday as we worship together. Until then, God be with you. I think he's so cute. <laughs> he's not even wearing a black shirt, and I still think he is. Okay. Yeah, I let my secret out. We are uh, two of the pastors of Connection Community Church. We are sinners saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, we thank you so much for bringing us here today. Lord, I pray that uh, this message will give some new insight into an important creed that we say as a church and that we might be changed and transformed by your love. I pray this in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And everybody gathered said, Amen. Amen. So today we continue our final message on the Apostles' Creed, which is the ancient statement of faith that we share as a body of Christ. We say this creed uh, during baptisms, we say it during uh, new member times, and a lot of people have wondered about those words that we say and what we mean. Now, for the last three weeks, we've taken a look at the Trinity. We've spoken about God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and then the next week it was, and Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, and then last week, we talked about the Holy Spirit. That's the Trinity. Today, uh, perhaps this final portion is the part of the creed where people have lots and lots of questions. It starts with what we talked about last week, but let's take a look at what we'll focus on today. I believe in the Holy Spirit, and here's the rest that we're going to say. Could you say this with me? The Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. All right, let's break it down. I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. I can't tell you how often after we say the creed, people come and say, I don't get that part. And um, there are a lot of questions about this. This Holy Catholic Church is not referring to the Roman Catholic Church. The Roman Catholic Church that's based in the Vatican and that is overseen by the Pope. That's not what we're talking about. The Holy Catholic Church refers to the church in general, the worldwide church, rather than a specific branch of Christianity. The word Catholic comes from the Greek word katholikos, and that means universal or general. So we could say, I believe in the universal church, 
But that would also be confusing because there is a church that's called Unitarian Universalist, and that's not what we're talking about today. Or we could say, I believe in the general church, or I believe in the church at large. That kind of sounds dull. And so we say, I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. When we say that, we're saying that we believe that God created the church to help us work together as a body of Christ. The church is what God planned for us so that we could be in community together. The word church means assembly or gathering, a congregation, rather than a building or a place. You know, we say, I'm going to church. Okay, so we come to 100 West Green Street, but what we really are saying is that we're coming to meet other people because you are the church. You are the church. Now, when we say we believe in the church, we don't mean that we believe in a perfect church. The church does have flaws. The church does have blemishes. If you're looking for a perfect church, it's not here. If you're looking for a perfect church, it's not anywhere. Because the church is made up of us, sinners, people. We make up the church. And so um, we consider the church like a hospital for sinners. My friend Murray Drummond said a couple years, you know, the, the dump is open. He meant the church. You know, we get to come and just dump and allow Christ to heal us. That's the church, the church. And so um, in terms of perfection, the only perfect one is Jesus Christ. And it is in Jesus that we center everything that we do in his name as we function as a church, as a body of believers, so that we can connect others with Jesus and the life he offers. Even though the church in general, the Holy Catholic Church, and specifically the church called Connection, is not perfect, it is the hope of the world. That's something that Pastor Bill Hybels has said, that the local church is the hope of the world, and we believe that despite our shortcomings, despite our flaws. We believe that Jesus is at the center of all that we do, and Jesus is our hope. And if we're the church, the local church is the hope of the world because our focus is on Jesus Christ. When we meet to worship, when we meet at Alpha or at E100 or when we uh, collect supplies for Operation Christmas Child or we have an absolutely free garage sale or the Peach Festival or we meet as trustees or any official group or when we do random acts of kindness, that's, that gives hope. That gives hope. Do you know that you might be the only Jesus that someone might encounter on any given day. You might be the only Jesus. We believe in the church, the Holy Catholic Church. Is that a little bit clearer now? It's the church 
worldwide. All right, we believe in the communion of saints. This is another thing that people wonder about. So the Roman Catholic Church bestows a special status on people who have demonstrated a life of near-perfect virtue, and that special status is saint. That is not what we mean when we say the communion of saints, when we say saint in this creed. We use the definition that the Apostle Paul shares with us in the Bible, in the second half of the Bible, in the New Testament, and that meaning, this is very cool, that meaning includes everyone who is a believer in Jesus. That includes those who say, I'm putting my trust in God. So if you're doing that, you're a saint. Now you're like, hey, I'm a saint. This is really cool. <laughs> well, before you get too excited about this, I want to I talk about this a little bit because the word saint comes from the Latin word sanctus, and that means holy. So holy means something or someone set apart for God's use. And as believers of Jesus Christ, all who claim Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they're saints by that definition, but there really is a responsibility that goes with that to walk it out in the way that Christ would want us to, to be a vessel of hope and light. And so, yes, followers of Christ are saints, but with that, there's a humbleness. It's not a big arrogant thing. It's really a very important responsibility to reflect Jesus. On the first Sunday of every month, we celebrate Holy Communion when we remember the meal that Jesus shared with his disciples, the bread and the wine. We use this word communion um, in this creed differently than when we talk about holy communion. Communion means community. The root word is, it's all tied together, community. We believe in community at Connection. In fact, that's our middle name. Connection, community, church. It's part of our DNA community. We believe that it's important to connect one another, connect with one another. Those who are seeking a relationship, those who have been walking with Christ for a long time, and, and we do that again in, in all the different ways that I mentioned before. And, you know, when we meet for rehearsal uh, at Praise Team, when the group meets on Thursday nights to prepare for for the garage and to minister to the kids when the prayer groups meet. That's all community, so many places where we have communion, community together. So the communion of saints is talking about the way Christians commune or hang out with each other, and the focus is Christ. It's living out our faith as the body of Christ. There's an interesting aspect of being a follower of Jesus. I mean, I've just been talking about community, but here's something that's really, really important. Our salvation 
is an individual thing. I can't save you, you can't save me. My salvation is based on my relationship with Christ. Your salvation is based on your relationship with Jesus. That being said, we're all in this together. We're all doing this together. We're all on the journey together, not on the same place on the road, but we're meant to walk it out together. The Apostle Paul demonstrates this in a scripture that he shares with us in 1 Corinthians 12, and he uses the analogy of a human body. You know, in my nursing background, I just love this, the way he puts this. Let's take a look. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share in the same spirit. You see, in that, in that scripture, there's a mutuality that's so important. We are dependent on one another. I believe in the communion of saints. I believe that we need to be tuned into one another. We need to share each other's joys and burdens and celebrations, those tough times, those great times. I don't know where I would be without the communion of saints. I mean, you've been there to share when, when I've hurt, when I've felt really challenged about certain things. You've been there when I've experienced joy and celebration, you're right there celebrating with me. So we're in this together. I got a text this morning, uh, sometime, I don't know, six quarter of seven from you, Jan, telling me just, you go girl, you can do it. Do you know what that meant to me? That's community, the the communion of saints. That's what it's all about to hang together, to walk it out together, to trust one another, to journey together. There are no lone rangers in this Christian life. I'm going to say that again. There are no lone rangers in this Christian life. We're not meant to be an island. We are meant to be connected to one another, no competition, but it's about teamwork, working together. I love um, the song that the kids sing in the garage uh, at the end of, of their service. It's just really hard for me to stand still when I hear it, but it's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, it's that lean on me when you're not strong and I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. I mean, that is such a cool song because they're talking about leaning on God and then leaning on one another. Awesome. Awesome. It is so important. I believe in the communion of saints. I believe in the forgiveness of sins. This also is challenging for many, if not all of us, because we, it's important for us to understand and actually accept 
Romans 3, 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then we move on to Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. That's pretty gloomy. Very dark. In other words, we're all sinners. As a result of our sin, we are separated from God no matter what we do, no matter, you know, no matter what we do, we cannot pay for our sin. We, the debt is too great. Here's the thing that's even more challenging to accept, that through the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ, of what he did on the cross, Jesus did that for you to pay the price that you, that I, could not pay. He paid it once and for all. That is such good news in our lives. And so as we continue to look at this scripture, Romans 6, 23, let's finish it out for the wages of sin is death. But, say the rest with me, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Wow. Gift. That's what grace is, the gift of God's unconditional love. One of my favorite verses, maybe yours too, uh, Alan says all the verses are my favorite, and that's true. I, I love them all. I love them all. John 3.16, some of you might know this, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. He didn't come to condemn us, but to save us. That's really big. He came to save us. We, he died for us. We could not pay the debt on our own. So we believe that we are sinners in need of a Savior. We believe that we cannot save ourselves. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. We believe that Jesus' death on the cross made a difference so that we can be free and forgiven. We believe in the forgiveness of sins. And because of that, because of the forgiveness of sins, there is resurrection of the body. Now that's another part of this creed that people wonder about, but there is resurrection of the body. We're not just a bunch of disembodied spirits floating around. That's not how it works. But Christ is risen, and we too are resurrected at the day that God chooses. I'd like to share a scripture with you. Check out what Paul's letter to the church at Philippi says. Philippians 3.20, But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies 
so that they will be like his glorious body. Hey, this isn't what's going to go to heaven. We get new bodies. And so that they will be like his glorious body. I mean, that, that really kind of explodes my head. That's, that's big stuff. I want to focus for a minute on, but our citizenship is in heaven. That's another way of saying the last line of this creed. The last line is, and the life everlasting. We believe in the life and the life everlasting. When we accept Jesus Christ to be the leader of our lives, when we say yes, or another way of saying it is when we quit saying no, because Jesus is relentlessly pursuing your life and and wants to have that relationship. We've been created with this God-shaped void, so he's never going to give up on you. So when we finally say yes, we start on a new journey. Things are never again the way they were before. We get to spend eternity with Christ, life everlasting. But here's the really good news in all this. We don't have to wait until we go to heaven. Life everlasting is now. It's here and now, right now, life. It's hard for me to say the word like life. It's like life. Life. What is life? It's when we realize God's purpose and plan in our lives and we trust enough to walk it out. That's life. Life. It's when we trust God in all of our circumstances, that we don't listen to culture or the ways of the world or our own voice, but we trust God, then actually we're free, and that is life. Life. We sang about it in Where the Spirit of the Lord Is. We sang these words, you're all that we want, you're all that we need. That's life when we realize that Christ is all that we need. Life. When we get blindsided and things get really difficult and we wonder how anything will ever be right again, when we're able to claim Christ and allow Jesus to lead us, and despite our circumstances, we're able to say God is still on the throne. That is life. That's what we get to do here and now. I don't mean just here. I mean in our lives as we're breathing even now. Life everlasting. We believe in life everlasting. Here and yet to come. That's the kingdom of God. Here and yet to come. Now I've been wondering this week where everybody is with this. I'm not going to have anybody raise hands, so don't get nervous about this, but I've been wondering, like, where are you with everlasting life? If, if you've been a Christ follower for a while, maybe a little while, maybe a long while, and, you know, you've felt that joy before, you know, that life, are you still feeling that? Are you feeling life? Or do you feel dead? Or do you feel stale? Those kinds of 
things happen from time to time. So the question is, what's it going to take so that you can feel alive, feel life everlasting? Or maybe you feel like you're on the fringe, kind of on the outside looking in, you know, not fully embracing, embracing Jesus and the life he offers, but, but you're open to exploring what that looks like. What's it going to take to, like, have you jump in the pool? You can be in the shallow end, but really trust and go in the deep end of the pool. It is really fun in the deep end of the pool because you're not, like, paddling like this, but you're, like, floating with Jesus. That's what it's like. It's not easy all the time. But to trust, what's it going to take? Wherever you are, it's, it's important. It's important for all of us to reflect on that question. Where are we with this life everlasting? If you want to talk through it at the end of the service, uh, Mike and Maria and others are back there to pray with you, to talk to you about this, or shoot Alan or Lori or me an email sometime this week or give us a call. We'd love to talk to you about it. When we say we believe in life everlasting, we are saying that we believe that Jesus lived, died, and rose again to prove his love for us. We are saying that we believe that we never walk alone again. There's no place where we are, there's no situation that we encounter that Jesus is not with us in. We believe that we can fully experience life here and in heaven. It's not rational. It's faith. I love the definition of faith in Hebrews 11. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. I am certain that Jesus Christ lived, died, and rose again to pay for our sins. I am certain. I believe. In closing, we'd like to share the Apostles' Creed in, in its entirety. And as, as we see the words on the screen and perhaps say them together if you're open, I, I hope that you have a fuller understanding of the words that we say and that it's just not saying words, but that you believe the words. Not a head thing, but a heart thing. Believe. And so there are three questions that um, I'll share, and I invite you, if, if you're comfortable with this, to say this creed and to believe what you're saying. You ready? Here we go. Do you believe in God? Do you believe in Jesus? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead on the third day. Do you believe 
in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Connection Community Church, that is the good news. That is what we believe. We believe in a triune God. We believe in community, doing life together. We believe in forgiveness. We believe that Jesus paid the ultimate price for each one of us. We hope that you believe that as well, and if it's not today, that it's really soon. Because we don't have a whole lot of, we never know. We never know when God's going to call us home. So that's the good news of the gospel. Let's believe it. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you so much for this creed, a way to state what we believe Thank you for your love never fails, that your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out. This one thing we know, that you are love. You are the Savior of the world. So God, we thank you for this gathering of community here today. I pray a blessing on each person here, on their household Thank you, Lord, for the freedom to worship you. We pray this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and by the power of your Holy Spirit. And everybody gathered said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.